Welcome back to the Homemakers in Business podcast. You are listening to episode number 28, How to Launch a Successful Rebrand. So in this episode, I'm interviewing my online business friend, Dolly DeLong, and I'm super excited for you to meet her if you don't know her already. She's really amazing, awesome at what she does, so kind, and just a good person to know. In this episode, though, we are talking about the practicality of launching a business rebrand. So from pre-launch strategies to post-launch momentum, we provide you with actionable insights on actually engaging your audience, driving traffic to your website, which we all want, and utilizing collaborations and incentives effectively. So we skip, we just skip right past all the fluff and dive into the essentials of what makes a rebrand launch a success. All right, now let me tell you a little bit about Dolly. So systems and workflow educator for creatives, Dolly DeLong is the host of the systems and workflow magic podcast, where she teaches business owners about the power of systems, workflows, and SOPs to strategically use them to impact the back end of their businesses so that they feel like a streamlined wizard, even if they are a mere muggle. She believes that anyone can take baby steps in implementing systems, launches, SOPs, and workflows to impact the back end of their business with or without a giant team. So stop overcomplicating systems, workflows, launches, and SOPs, and just take the first dang step of stepping into a more intentional and streamlined version of your business self. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Homemakers and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Duke. I'm a dedicated wife, homesteader, and brand and website designer here to encourage fellow legacy-minded homemakers on their entrepreneurial journey. In this podcast, we're not just talking business. We're exploring the art of blending homemaking and entrepreneurship. From candid chats with other homemakers in business to motivating solo episodes, each week you'll find something to inspire you along your way to building a business that truly aligns with your values and dreams. Whether you're stepping into the world of entrepreneurship for the first time or are a seasoned business owner, you're in good company. Expect real conversations, actionable advice, and a friendly space where you're not just a listener, but a member of our supportive community. By the end of each episode, you'll be inspired, encouraged, and empowered to step confidently toward your life and business goals. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. All right. Welcome back to the Homemakers in Business podcast. I am so excited to have Dolly on with me today. Dolly, would you like to tell us who you are, what you do, and who you help? Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited, Stephanie, to be on your podcast. Um, I, By the way, congratulations on your podcast. I'm a podcast listener of yours, and I'm just really excited to be here. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I am a Nashville-based family photographer and a, um, I also am a service provider for other small business owners who want to learn more about systems and workflows and the systems and workflow educator. And why I love doing that is because I love teaching other small business owners like us, like solo business owners, how to use and utilize systems and workflows to operate the back end of their business so that things run smoother and we have more time back and we have more clarity of how to run our business because let's be honest, we, I know you feel this way. I certainly feel this way. Um, as a small business owner, I wear 25,000 hats. Like mm -hmm. I am my marketing team. I am my PR team. I am my, like, I am all the hats. And so I want business owners to see how they can incorporate systems and workflows to make it work for them 
like on a smaller scale. Absolutely. And you are so good at what you do too. Like your podcast is so full of great tips and you give like so much away for free that is so helpful. And I just, I just love it. Oh, thank you so much. I enjoy it. Um, Oh, I guess I should answer the rest of your question. And again, I'm based in Nashville. I'm married to my husband, Ty, and I am a boy mom. And so it's a, it's a wild ride here in Nashville, but it's so much fun. (laughs) So what led you to pursue a home-based business? Like what did you do before? Yeah. Um, So before in my past life, I actually had my master's in professional counseling and I worked in higher education for about eight years. And I did not like, I did not want to leave my job because it was very, it wasn't because I loved it so much. It's because it was comfortable. Like it had the nine to five. I had the benefits. I had insurance. I had a lot of great benefits going for me, but um, I was also doing my photography business on the side for about, I started that in 2007 as a hobby. We all start something as a hobby and that hobby grew into to surpass my salary within it it like took 10 years. Like it wasn't overnight. It it was very (laughs) slow. It was a slow trickle, but it started matching my, like my, my nine to five. And then in 2018, I had gotten pregnant with my first blaze. And that is when I decided like my husband and I were like, what long story short, there's actually a, it's like a deeper story, but long story short, I was kind of forced into deciding like, do I stay at work full time? Or do I like, do I stay at home with Blaze? And it was, let's just say, let's just, I I doubt anybody's listening to this, like from my past, why would my boss listen to this? But I had told, I had told my boss that at the time at the university, like, Hey, I'm pregnant. Is there any way for me to go part-time? And he said, yeah, like we can work something out for you to be part-time because I wanted that safety of my job. I wanted that paycheck. And within an hour or two, he had sent out a a department-wide email and said, Dolly is leaving us in the fall and she's not coming back. And so it was a really shocking, like it kind of, for it, it was the forcing catalyst that helped me start my business full time. So I grew two babies in 2018. I grew my business. I started my business full time and then I birthed my, my baby. So that, that like, that is the catalyst of why I am a home-based business now. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you worked in higher education. That's so cool. Yeah. That makes sense of why you're so into education and stuff now like why you're so good at what you do on the like systems and workflow side of things thank you so much yeah it was fun I I just I really enjoyed it and like I said it was I was very comfortable and I really like I love structure and I love just like knowing that there is consistent a consistent paycheck and so um yeah I was terrified of like starting my going into my business full-time so after you did start your business, uh, or after you went full-time into your photography business, how long was it before you started doing the education side of things? Like what led to that? What led to that was again, another like really sad, like thing in this world called 2020. Um, I had no, I had no intention of 
pivoting into education. I just wanted to be a photographer forever and ever and ever. Uh, but in 2020, like where I live, Nashville, a lot of places were closed and there was like a rule, like if you, if you were found like photographing sessions, you would be fined. And I, of course, the avid rule follower I am, I was like, I don't want to break any rules. I don't want people to be mad at me. <laughs> and so I like was like, what can I start doing that would earn income, like make a different stream of income in my business? And what am I really good at? And I knew like my one of my strengths is being really organized on the back end of my business. Um, I had o- always been organized. I'd always leaned into like some sort of, I didn't know it was called system. I was just I had leaned into that um, for around 10 years while I was building, unknowingly building up my photography business while working a nine to five. And I was able to balance everything out well. And so I decided to lean into that education. Again, I didn't know what to call it. I just knew that I wanted to teach others about it. And I wanted to see if I could develop a stream of income from that. And so in 2020, that's where the systems and workflow magic, I guess, like, side of my business came into bloom. How has that affected your photography business now that things are more open? Yeah. Okay. So it's, I think what really impacted me, like seeing that I, it wasn't like fast, like overnight success. Like a lot of people, I feel like everybody's like, Oh, in two months, my business grew to like a million dollars. I was like, well, that's definitely not the case for me. Um, it took me solid, I would say solid two years to like slowly take steps and see like, just throw spaghetti at the wall and see what was working for me. And in the meantime, I was like getting back, like things were opening up again, I was doing photography. But in that time, keep in mind, I also had boys. And I was learning how to balance motherhood and being a wife and also like owning a business and blaze was at home with me full time because a lot of places were still closed um the wait list for a lot of daycares and childcare places in nashville like the wait list like is sometimes over a year or two and so we just made the decision i'm I'm gonna stay at home and take care of blaze and plus like childcare is like three thousand dollars a month here (laughs) And so we're like, um, it's it's crazy. So like we are saving money by keeping them at home before kindergarten. So, um, so I was balancing all of that and I realized like I am wasting, it's not wasting, but I'm like spending so much physical time out doing photo sessions for like an hour, an hour session would take like three or four hours because of driving, because of editing, everything versus the income I was making from educating, I could like, I had created digital products. I had um, like different layers of VIP days and that was just more efficient. And so I was seeing like, where do I want, where do I want my time to go? And I still want to invest a lot of time in my new family and my son. And I still want to balance my business. Like I, I didn't want to give it up, but I didn't want to I didn't want to be wasteful of my time. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, that's where I was like, I really want to lean more into 
like systems and workflow education. I still want to do photography, but I really want to be picky about what I do. And, and that has helped me like, just decide like, okay, um, I'm only available to work on certain days of the week physically, like to go out and shoot. And then I have set aside time for the education side of my job, a certain amount of time every week. And it's been so far, it's been a good balance. And I have two kids now and it's still a good balance. And I mean, obviously I love working. I know you love working and I wish there were more time in the day, but um, I have, I feel like I knock on wood. I, I feel like I've hit my stride. I've found some balance, but you know, like this week, the wrench was thrown in my plans like blazes at school all week I mean at home all week school is canceled because of snow days so you just have to be flexible and um but still I'm very I'm just so grateful I get to um work from home and figure out how to run a business and be a mom it's so great because like you said about the school being out because of snow and stuff you get to change your schedule it may not be the ideal week yeah for you as far as work goes, but you still get to work and take care of your family and you don't have to ask a boss to be off. And it's just so nice. Yeah, it's very nice. And I always think now, now that I've been in full-time business, like since 2018, was that like six years, which is crazy. Um, I never want to work for somebody else ever again. I mean, I, I love, I love owning my own business. So yes, it's a roller coaster, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's one of those things where you have to choose your hard, right? Like yeah. Working for someone else is hard. Owning a business is hard, but they're two very different types of hard. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, it's, it's been a great, it's been a great learning experience for me. So speaking of learning, how did you get into bundles? Because that has been a big part of your business for the last, what, two or three years now? Yeah, three years, which is crazy. Um, okay, so long story short, for listeners, a, a bundle is a, a way to collaborate with other business owners who are very similar to your business, who serve a very similar audience. And you either can create resources that are free. So it could be a free bundle to boost your email list, or you can have paid resources for a one-time cost to get access to like so many different paid products for a short amount of time. And it's still like a great email um, list growth option strategy. And I realized um, I had learned about this from somebody named Kate Doster, who I learned a lot about email marketing from, list growth strategies from, and she had created this um, strategy called, at the time she called it collaboration, cash-in. And so I was really curious about it. This was like in 2019. And so I learned about it from her and I really liked just, well, I really liked the way she, she educated. And I also liked how she broke down how you can network and collaborate with other business owners because owning an online business is lonely and Mm -hmm. you don't really like, you don't get to go, you don't work with a traditional nine to five with other people. You're working from home alone and can get really lonely. And so I really missed the social aspect of working with other people. 
And so I decided I'm going to give it a try. I really knew, I knew from day one, like email list growth is important it, because I don't want to depend on social media or, or I had learned that within like a year of owning my business. Oh, I need to grow out my email list. Yeah. And I also knew that I, I wanted to take strides in growing up more of my brand awareness of systems and workflow education. So after learning from Kate, I decided to put together my first bundle and it was all centered around the theme was systems and workflows of how to operate the back end of your business. And it was because like people don't really, they know they need systems and workflows, but uh, business owners, small business owners, we tend to overcomplicate things. We think we need to become AI robots. We, that like, it'll involve like, you need a PhD and I don't know, like computer science to understand. <laughs> and it's really very simple. It's just different puzzle pieces of what would help your business. And so my first one was like, I've been leading bundles for close to three years now. So yeah, I put one together. I cold pitched to so many people and people said, yes. Like I was terrified that people were going to say no to me. Cause I was who knew, like, nobody knew who I was. I was like, so small in the internet pond. I'm like a very small fish, but I did it. And sometimes you just got to go for it as a small business owner. You just got to pitch yourself. You got to get outside of your comfort zone. And yes, there were no's, but there were also a lot of yeses. And that was my first bundle. That was like my first, like I put my, putting my foot into the, uh, how, how, what's it? I put my toe in the water. There, there it is. I, yeah, I dipped yeah. my toe in the water and I saw like, this is really good. And it was a free bundle and it, let's just say like in one week, it grew my email list by 4,000 subscribers, like that strategy alone. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I, this is, and I really think it was just like the people who were involved, the theme, like people need systems and workflows. The theme was good. And so that started my email list growing journey that started my like, my journey in wanting to refine how to lead bundles, how to create bundles that people want to consume and how to collaborate with other business owners. Cause I really like that. I love getting yeah. to know other business owners. And so, yeah, so that I, I learned it from Kate Doster and I have just been doing um, systems and workflow related bundles ever since like 2021, 2021. Yeah. So tell us about your upcoming bundle, because it's one that I'm really excited about. I bought your bundle last year, which, what was the theme of that one? The theme was the systems and workflows of funnels. So funnels, digital yeah. funnels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one was really helpful in actually launching my podcast, which is ironic because your theme for this year is launching. <laughs> this year's theme is all about the systems and workflows of launching. It's called the systems and workflow magic bundle, the launch edition. I know like I'm not too original in my names, but I just like calling it edition, just like to be funny, okay. but we like simplicity. <laughs> yeah. It's very like straightforward, but I want to showcase to business owners, especially small business owners um, who don't have teams, who are running the show on their own, like the power of having a well planned out and mapped out launch. Because like launching, if, if you think about it, 
launching is just like promotional marketing for your business. Like you need to promote your business year round, very strategically. And we don't have marketing teams to help us out with that. We don't have like huge, like a huge team to help us out with that. So I wanted to bring together contributors who have resources that are centered around launching and um, like, and they act as different puzzle pieces for like buyers to see, okay, I can use this to help me out with my business in launching XYZ this year. No, that's so great though. Cause I think a lot of business owners, when they think of launching, they think of only launching a new product or a new service. They're not thinking about it in a continual way of launching existing products or services, or in the case of what we're going to be talking about, a rebrand, because that's something that I find my clients as a brand and website designer get really uh, tripped up on is they get their new brand identity. They've got a new logo, colors, fonts, all this good stuff and a new website. And then they're like, now what? Like, what do I do? How do I tell my audience about this? Do I tell my audience about this or do I just like start posting and ignore the whole thing? Like, what would your um, your suggestions be for launching a rebrand? Like, what kind of tips do you have around that? I have a lot to say about this. So, first of all, listeners, if you have a new brand, which is amazing, and it's like it's a new elevated form of your business, it's like a new era. Let's call it a new era because yeah. I'm about to make a Taylor Swift reference. Like, <laughs> you you are not. Taylor Swift, you are not Beyonce. So they can like literally tomorrow release something new and people will go nuts and insane and crazy because that's like, that's just who they are. Like that's just the level they are. But unfortunately we as small business owners, we're not at that level. And it's not because we're not awesome and great. It's because like, you can't just expect to post once and then people to like recognize your new brand you really need to be intentional about the lead up to the announcement. And even during the announcement phase, you need to be intentional. And I was at a conference uh, this past week called the Creative Educator Conference. And it was quite, it was amazing. I, I loved being in that room full of really smart, intelligent business owners. And one of one of the speakers, Ashlyn, Ashlyn Carter, she is a copywriter for creatives. She was talking about this very topic of launching. And she she told us like she's launched so many times. And it's like a it's it is a mental game. It is an emotional game. But one of the things she pointed out was if you feel like you are screaming from the rooftops about your launch, you feel like you've talked about it so much you probably are just talking in a normal voice. Like people, the algorithm has only heard you maybe like once. And (laughs) like people are not, I don't know, people, we as humans now, because of technology, we only notice things once it's like been put in our faces like 700 times, then we start noticing it. It's not like, oh, like this one ad popped out to me once and now I'm thinking about it for the rest of the day. No, like it has to come up over and over and over again. And so I want to encourage, even like with a new brand design, I want to encourage listeners like to be intentional about how you are going to launch it because I want people to start 
pairing your new brand with your business and start recognizing it. And one way you can do that is by when you're in the middle of rebranding with your designer, um, with, I'm probably, I'm probably like butchering all the terms. Please forgive me, Stephanie, with your, with your brand designer, maybe like during, think of that phase as your pre-launch phase. And so you can use that time as a lot. So if you know that your new brand is going to be ready in, let's say it's two months. So you have eight weeks and to build up anticipation and like anticipation and excitement for what's coming in the next eight weeks. Now you don't have to say the same thing over and over for eight weeks because that can be redundant and boring and people will start that. People will notice that if you just say the same thing over and over. But think of this this phase as kind of like a launch runway. Like, you know how like a plane has a runway to take off? Like it just doesn't like burst up in the air. When <laughs> when you're on a plane, it just doesn't like go straight from zero to like, oh, you're in the air. It like takes, it comes out of the gate and then it like finds a runway and it goes from like, starts at like what you feel like you're not even moving to, you are moving, you're going at a fast momentum and then you just take off. And then think of that as the launch runway. There is momentum built up. There is anticipation built up and you do that with, um, you can do it so many different ways. There's not just like one one roadmap. There are so many ways you can do this through like through your social media, build up anticipation through content marketing, through blogging, through your email marketing. It's just it's entirely up to you and your business model, but the whole point I'm trying to make is you can develop a plan of action for how you're going to start teasing out your new brand um and that way when the doors open to your new brand. Like think of that as like the cart open week. Like, Hey, I'm making a huge announcement. Here it is. Because if you, if you don't build up that anticipation, like, I don't know there, you're going to feel very like let down, disappointed. Like why aren't others excited about this rebrand the way I am? Cause it's like, you're announcing like kind of like a new baby or I don't want to say a new baby. I don't want to compare it to human, but you know, it's, it's very exciting. And I know other people want to celebrate with you, but you have to give them a reason to celebrate. You have to like build up that anticipation. And if eight weeks is too much, well then give, give yourself like a six week launch runway to like prime your audience and you can do that in very strategic ways along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And like you comparing the actual branding phase to the launch runway, because that's how I kind of think of it too. Um, like I'm always sharing when I'm working on a brand design for a client, I'm sharing behind the scenes footage of it. I'm tagging them in it because I want them to share that to their Instagram stories, take screenshots of it and share it with their email list or whatever, because sharing that behind the scenes look does help build that anticipation and it gets people prepared for what's coming. So they're not shocked when they see that first yeah. post that's like, oh, this is new. Is this the same person? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that I'm so glad you brought that up because that that also if if you just like share it overnight and then expect everybody to recognize that it's attached to you, there will be confusion. And 
there's a phrase called when you confuse, you lose. And you don't want to like confuse your followers. You don't want to confuse your email list because they might be like, oh, wait, does she not do this anymore? Does she do something else? You may do the same thing and you might have rebranded into like a different, again, a different era, a di like you might have elevated it. And so you need to give your your hopefully your email list base, your audience base, plenty of time to get used to it slowly before you like, re I don't know why this term, before you release the hounds. I don't know why <laughs> release the hounds came out. <laughs> like I'm imagining opening a door and all these dogs running out. That's a really horrible analogy, but <laughs> no, I love it. I feel it's like you understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, so what we're talking about, you know, launching a big rebrand can generate a lot of excitement, not only for your audience, if you do it in the right way, but for yourself too. But I also mm -hmm. know it's easy to lose that momentum once mm -hmm. the newness has worn off, you've launched it, you're like, yay, we've gotten to this big moment and we've released all the um, new fonts and graphics and logos and all this good stuff. Now what? Like, People yeah. tend to lose that excitement and momentum. So how can business owners combat that loss of motivation post-launch and keep their engagement up? Yeah. So I like to look at launching. It doesn't matter like what you're launching, like a digital product, a service, a membership, maybe a rebrand in different phases. So with launching, there's that pre-launch pre phase. Like this is like when you are dreaming, you're scheming, you're kind of planning out like, this is what I want to do in like six months. And then the pre-launch phase is, okay, you are building up to like, you're priming your audience. You're, you're, you're the airplane. You are slowly getting out of the gate. You are building up momentum. It'll take like six or eight weeks to get to that momentum. And then the third phase is the actual launch. So the cart open door, the brand, like you are showcasing your new brand. This is like, this is it. And then the fourth phase is what people, a lot of business owners, and I'm guilty of this because like you want to move on to the next thing. Um, this is the post-launch phase. Like, okay, like how do you continue that momentum? No, you don't have to like, like show up every day the way you were doing. So during the cart open phase or during the pre-launch phase, but hopefully you are, are building, you're taking that momentum and you're putting it into a sorry to like be redundant with the systems and workflow analogy, but like you, you've hopefully created some sort of workflow for yourself. So, okay, you have a cadence, let's say, or you're building up those muscles. You're, you can't, this is another phrase I love, lo I've loved hearing from the conference. You can't outsource your reps. Like, you can't outsource building your muscles. Like if you want to build muscles, if you want to become stronger, you can't outsource that. You have to do the work. And so even like after let's, let's use a running analogy. You, you've, you train for a marathon and you're planning on it. So that's the pre pre marathon, pre pre launch phase during the pre launch phase, you're actually training for the marathon you're, you're eating well, you're sleeping well, you're doing like all the things that would help you out for the actual marathon. 
the launch phase is like that card open week, the marathon, the day of the marathon or the half marathon or the 5K. For those of us who like are like, I hate running long distance, let's say 5K. You run that 5K, but like after that, hopefully you don't go back to that lifestyle of like eating unwell not exercising, not sleeping well, hopefully you will continue that momentum. I'm not saying you're going to become a, like a marathoner for life. I'm just saying you will, uh, you will, I'm hoping this analogy is, is making sense to listeners. Like after your big day, now you have that momentum of keeping up the workflow of posting, let's say every Tuesday, you post something new about your brand, or you post something that will continue to help people ingrain in their minds. Like this is Steph, I'm going to use your name. This is Stephanie's new brand design concept. And you're reminding them of your services. You're reminding them what you do. You're reminding them how you're serving them, how you can help them because you've built up all that momentum, you had that cadence, you had that workflow set up for yourself. Why not make it simple for yourself on the back end and keep up that cadence? And you can do that with workflows. You can automate things. You can batch things out. You can make it easy for yourself. Yeah. Getting into a flow with creating content and doing these, not necessarily launch phases, but like going through periods of rest in your content where you're still posting and you're still in this, in this, um, production phase, if for lack of a better term, but then you're not going as hard at it as you are during an actual launch period because launch periods are exhausting. (laughs) They are very exhausting. So I'm so glad you brought that up because I don't want somebody, a listener to be like, so you are saying to me, Dolly, that I have to be on 24 seven all the time at all the faces. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I really want to encourage the listeners, and I'm even telling this to myself, to find some sort of cadence, like a slower cadence when you're not in your promotional phases of your business that still works for you because you still have to market your business. You still have to remind people on a weekly basis what you do, who you serve, how you can help people, just like more about you you still need to show up in your business and you still, and also if you're a service-based business owner, you need to think about how is your marketing going to get those clients who are going to book with you mostly like three or four or five months down the line. Like you can't just be focused on booking out this month. You need to also be forward thinking and how can your marketing impact the future too? Yep. Yep. And that's why you've got to be consistent is because You don't want to be having to worry about the current month. You want to be worrying about, you know, next quarter already while you're working through getting your client work or selling your products or whatever during this quarter. So I love that. Exactly. And that's where that cadence comes in. And there will like, like we were sharing during your promotional periods, that cadence will be a little bit more, you know, aggressive and um, more reps, but then during your slower slower periods of you're not really promoting anything. You you're just staying consistent with client work. You still need to have some sort of slower cadence to still promote yourself so that other people can book you for the future. Absolutely. So going back a little bit to the actual launch phase, do you have any strategies for increasing engagement on social media or getting people to sign up for your email list during that, either the pre-launch phase or the actual launch phase? Like, do you recommend people do a 
uh, like giveaways or some kind of collaboration and specifically thinking of launching a rebrand, like what are some specific tactics someone could implement? Yeah. My big, my most favorite thing to remind everyone is, especially if you're rebranding, you're hopefully attaching that to your website, which is a a thing you own because you don't own social media. You don't own all these other platforms. You want people to drive traffic to your business because to your online business, to your, your website, your home base, because that boosts SEO, search engine optimization, that boosts like that shows Google like, Hey, like I'm, I'm going to use your name as an example. Hey, st- a lot of people are going to Stephanie's website. Like this is really good. The Google gods love that. And so I would say this is just off the top of my head. Like I would say if this was specifically like a brand rebrand, a brand, I just said brand rebrand, a rebrand <laughs> of you and you want to like have more eyes. It's not necessarily a product launch or a service launch, or it's just like something new about your business. I would say I would lean into the power of my network, my, my fellow business owners who serve very similar audiences to me, but like more, it's not the exactly the same, but like we serve similar, there's overlap. Yeah. And I would reach out to them weeks before and I would ask like, Hey, I am going through a rebrand currently and I would love to get more eyes to my website. Can we do like, can we do like either a email list swap to get people to cut, drive traffic to my website at like during launch week Or can we go live on Instagram and like we talk about the new brand, uh, like, like how can it serve me? How can it serve you? Like, make sure you're also serving your, your fellow business owner really well, make sure there's benefit for them. So I would lean into the power of collaborations leading up and see how their audience can look at my new brand. Um, Cause that again, drives traffic to my website and I would also have incentives to like I would probably also lean into incentives as well like what I would probably do a giveaway like just like since it's like a fun new era I'm stepping into like maybe I could like do a giveaway of do like a little treasure hunt on my new website like I've hidden these like gems all over. If you find all of these, like it's like a, like DM me and let me know how many of, I don't know, like East, like little Easter eggs you find and that are in alignment with your brand so that they are like slowly associating like, Oh, cause I, I love Harry Potter. This is true. I love Harry Potter so much. So I put a lot of Harry Potter references all over my website and they're like little hidden Easter eggs. And, um, so whenever now people associate me with like Harry Potter. And so whenever I get people to like, they fill out my contact form and they're like, I love Harry Potter too. And then like, that's that connection. So you want to see if you can have like little connection points, like hidden Easter eggs and because you're driving traffic to your website and then maybe have a giveaway that is in alignment with how it could serve your audience well that they would get excited about signing up for that would 
drive more traffic to your website. Because again, you want to boost up your SEO. You want to get people, you want to get Google to notice like people are going to your website. It's all about driving people to your website in this period of time. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And then from your website, you hopefully have something on there that leads them to your email list. That way you retain them and you don't lose those uh, visitors. Exactly, exactly. And I am a strong, you know this, I'm like a strong believer in always growing out your email list from day one. Like it doesn't matter if it's just your grandma and your husband on your email list. Start repping those muscles because again, you can't outsource your muscles. You can't outsource your health. Like you need to like actually take the time and baby steps to build out that email list. And it's going to be as honestly it's going to be a small trickle for the longest. It's going to feel like you're not making any momentum. But the fact is, if you're adding a new subscriber every day or every other day or once a week, like that's huge. Like you're, they're choosing to be on your email list. Like don't compare yourself that it's unfair to be like, well, I have to be Jenna Kutcher or I have to be Amy Porterfield. Like they, you can't do that to yourself. That's unfair to you. And they, they are at a whole different level and uh, like they have a huge team working for them. They started at ground zero years ago. And right now you're starting maybe at ground zero or maybe in year one or two of your business. So don't, don't compare yourself to them. They're awesome, but you don't have to do that to yourself. Instead, just like put your head down, stay in your lane and have a plan of action for how you're going to get new the new people who are coming to your to what you own the land you own your website have a plan of action for how you're going to incorporate email list growth once they're there yeah i love that that is so good so are there any products in your current bundle that would be helpful to a business that's planning for a rebrand launch at some point in this year or the next coming year something that they can start planning for Yeah, definitely. So I will say that there are 32 different resources in this bundle. Again, different puzzle pieces of how to plan out the different phases of the launch. And it's worth, I added it up. I'm going to look at it right now because I want to be very exact. It's over $33,700 plus like of everything. And, um, and the off the top of my head, especially for like if you're launching a rebrand, the first one that pops to mind is the Ultimate Launch Bundle because it has a marketing launch planner in it. So if you are wondering, oh my goodness, I need to like actually like know like how to like plan out six weeks ahead of time, like. Like, how do I do that? There's a marketing tool calendar. It lets you know what type of content to write. It lets you know when to send out emails. It gives you templates and graphics to use. So if you if you feel stuck with like the copy, if you feel stuck with the, uh, like what to write in email, if you feel stuck with, well, I don't know how to like map out six weeks of content. It's all in that one resource. And that one resource alone is $297. And then if you need help with content marketing, there is a resource called A Year in Preview where somebody sits down with you and like on an online masterclass. And she it's Amanda Warfield. And she sits down and she maps out like how to plan your content 
very strategically by the quarter and how it impacts the full year. And so if like content marketing is a stopping point for you, that's a great resource as well. So pretty much I'm like, all of them are great. But (laughs) as far as like planning out and actually mapping out your new rebrand strategy, I would, those are the two things that come to mind. I do think that just about anything in that bundle, because I've taken a peek through it because that's something I'm going to be getting. Um, <laughs> but I think anything in there, you could apply it to any type of launch that you're doing, whether it's a rebrand or you're launching a new business to nobody, like you have no followers yeah. or anything. Yes, you have no business. This will be helpful in launching a business, but it could also be helpful in just re um promoting your products throughout the year. Like if you are in a funk with one of your offers, then this would be a great boost for um, driving engagement towards that offer and getting people to actually buy it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And I love that you said that because like we as business owners feel like, oh, I need to like have something new to promote. Like, no, you can see what is working for you. See what services are money drivers. And you can think you can find new ways to market it and like get people amped up to like either sell out a program, buy your digital course, buy a service from you. Like you can promote yourself in new ways this year and like just rethink, reframe your brain and think of it as launching. Mm -hmm. Yep. Love it. I love it so much. All right. Well, Dolly, let's start getting into some of these rapid fire questions. Um, just to get to know you a little bit more. And then we can talk a little bit more about uh, where to find the bundle and when, um, when it's going to be live and when it closes and all that good stuff. But first question I want to ask is what is the best automation that you've implemented in your business? Oh man. Oh, okay. This is, uh, this is hands down my favorite. Cause I think of, <laughs> this is so sad. I'm like, I think about this a lot. I'm like, I love this automation. <laughs> it's through, it's through Dubsado. Debsado is my client relationship management tool of choice. Mm-hmm. And I love that Debsado, when you, whenever you hit a submit form from them, they allow you to have like lead people back to a confirmation page. So I love that. I love the strategy of instead of a person fills out a form and they hit submit and then you see that blank screen that says, thank you. Yeah. And then that's it. I love the strategy of um, a URL redirect page because once a person hits submit and they then they are redirected, hey, guess what, to your website mm-hmm. because you've built out a thank you page on your website. And so it's pushing them back to your website and it's letting them, it's confirming, hey, they're in the right place. It's also, um, you can also insert a lead magnet. So like, hey, like while you're here, while you're waiting to hear back from me, here is some of my favorite free resources. So you can build out your email list. Yeah. And then on that thank you page, you can also embed uh, like a video of yourself. Thank, do a general thank you. So the person sees your face and it's building that trust. And yes, like that's a lot of work on the front end. Like, cause you have to build out the thank you page. You have to create the video. Like you might have to do like for me, for example, I would have to do my hair and makeup. Like, <laughs> like I'm usually don't do that. Um, but it takes that intentionality of the different puzzle pieces, but that, that automation alone has, has helped me out in so many different ways as I love it. I love it. 
I love that too. As a website designer, I obviously want everyone to be sending all of their people back to their websites because that's going to improve your SEO. Custom uh, redirect pages like that are so good for extra engagement. Like you said, getting people to sign up to your email list and that is that which is really I know good one. you probably you probably build those out on for your VIP days. I'm very sure Absolutely. you do that. So I have done that, yeah. and I've done that. Um, yes. I've done that for several clients doing custom landing pages for different uh, parts of their uh, workflows and stuff like that. So yeah, it's awesome. It's a great it's a it great is. way to keep people on your website, and it gets them to explore more pages on your website for one you can get them to sign up to your email list but you can also get them to be like hey here's some affiliate links you can go check out and that can be another revenue generating source for you or you can say hey here's some blog posts that will help with this thing that you're waiting to hear back from and that'll give them more resources and it'll keep them on your website longer especially if it's a blog post what is your favorite non-work related thing to do oh hands down going to new and old national parks to with my husband and my boys and when I say old I'm like not like old I mean old to us we visited and then we like revisit visiting new parks together so it's always a highlight for me to just like go on hikes and in national parks and visit and explore new places with my family so fun I love that and then what is a book or a podcast or another resource that has helped you either in faith, motherhood, business, whatever whatever topic you want to go with? Okay, so I am currently reading through the Bible um, with this pot, with this Bible plan called the Bible Recap by Tara Lee Cobble. And I've read through it before, like using that plan. But what I love about it is she... Um, reads through the entire thing. Like you read through the plant. She like lays it out for you, like very makes it really easy for you to understand. So she explains the historical context, not just like our Western cultural context. She explains it from a historical context in a biblical context. And she breaks Mm -hmm. it down every single day after you read like the actual Bible. Um, And then and then there's a corresponding app that goes with it. It's called the Bible Recap. So I, I read the Bible yeah. according to that plan, and then I'll listen to the Bible Recap. And it's been really good for me to just, like, get to know God more and his word and how, like, I can use his wisdom to, like, guide my my boys because I yeah. have been gifted with I've been interested with them. So I need to take really good care of these gifts. Absolutely. And how I, how I do that is I um, guide them with God's love. So because if it was up to mm. me, I'd be very impatient all the time. <laughs> so I love that. That's so good, Dolly. All right. Last question before we let everyone know where they can find you. What does being a homemaker in business mean to you? Oh, man, this is. Whew. Well, since I just answered like. I shared that I'm currently reading through the Bible, through the Bible recap. I have found that I really want to, I want to do all my roles really well. And I want to weave in, weave in the, I want to weave God in to everything I do. I don't want to, um, 
like, of course I want everything to be my way. Like we're humans. We want everything to be our way. But recently I've been praying to God, like, help me in everything I do, help me to honor you and help me to weave your wisdom in on my podcast, on, in my business, um, with mothering, with, with parenting, with, with my spouse, like everything I do. And so that, like, I want to weave in, I want to be shaped by God in how I create an environment for my family. And then also I want it to shape the way my business looks. Mm -hmm. Like I want them to be fused together to honor God. I love that. That's beautiful. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, Dolly, it's been so much fun having you on today. Um, Where can everyone find you, connect with you, find the bundle, buy the bundle? When can they do that? Just let us know all the stuff. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much again for having me. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Dolly DeLong Education. And you can also find me on my podcast, The Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. I have new episodes that come out every Monday. And I know that I've sent all the links out to you. So just in case you all need to go dig into Stephanie's resources because she has those notes there. And then the bundle comes out officially. It launches officially February 5th, which is Monday. And it will run technically until June the 1st, but the 90, the, the, the lowest price will be uh, February 5th through February 9th. And then after February 10th, it'll go up, but still like there's 30, $700 of resources. So Mm -hmm. for, for $97, it's still going to be a steal. steal. So even if you find it after February 10th, you still have until June the 1st to grab it. And so, because I really want to make launching like easy, attainable and accessible Mm -hmm. for solo business owners. Um, But Stephanie will have a link to that. It's if you want to go to the website, it's the um, systems and workflow magic.com. And yeah. I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being on the podcast, Dolly. It's been great. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you so much for tuning into the Homemakers in Business podcast. I truly do appreciate you spending your valuable time with me. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Your feedback seriously means so much to me. If you're ready to take your brand and website to the next level or hire me as your in-house designer for a day, I'd be honored to work with you. You can explore all the details and get in touch on my website at stephanieduke.co. Also, I love connecting with listeners like you. You can find me on Instagram at stephanieduke.co for behind-the-scenes content and more practical tips. Have a question, suggestion, or just want to say hello? You can shoot me an email at hello at stephanieduke.co. And finally, are you a fellow homemaker in business with a story to share? I'd love to feature you on the podcast. You can apply to be a guest at stephanieduke.co forward slash podcast. All right. Until next time, friend.